Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Welcome to the Body Mind Spirit Show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Welcome to another episode of the Body Mind Spirit Show. Today, I'm so pleased because I have a, an amazing special guest who's going to talk to us all about health and Ayurveda. Varsha is a nutritionist, a yoga teacher, an Ayurveda practitioner, and an author. Varsha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rita. It's great to be here. Thank you. So how did you get started in holistic health and where did the passion to serve in this field begin? So long story short, actually, my story begins with my mom. Um, I saw her journey through how yoga helped her heal after a car accident mm -hmm. and the Western medical practice, the Western field, you know, medicine just wasn't good enough. We were in a car accident. She suffered a severe nerve pinch in her neck. Right. And um, she was in so much pain for months. It took doctors months to diagnose. They gave her painkillers after painkillers, which of course had side effects. And then so she was on more medication. And I was just like, oh my God, my mom is just suffering so much. There's nothing we can do. And then they gave her surgery as an option, but the odds of paralysis from the surgery were higher than the surgery even working. So a friend recommended yoga and she did six weeks of yoga and she was completely better. So that just opened up my entire perception because originally I wanted to, you know, go into medicine, be a doctor and I just that was the route I was headed towards. And then I was like, wait a second, here's this whole other realm of healing yeah. that's possible. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I guess you could say it was my mom. She was like my, I guess my guiding angel to just, you know, make sure I go in the right direction. And so, yeah. Wow. Is she um, fully recovered now? She is fully recovered. This is what nearly probably about, 15 no maybe more than that probably about 20 years ago now mm. um but yeah she's she's all better she's you know doing well she continues with her yoga practice 
And yeah, it's just, it's amazing to see that when you try something different, that how much better sometimes you could do. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's all about trusting your instincts as well. You know, what you, I think we often, we look outward for those guidance and, um, you know, especially with medicine, it's like, okay, this is the only alternative. But once you open your heart and your mind to actually there's, uh, there are others and you just have to dig that bit deeper that you find there are remedies that take you on a different journey, which obviously is, is what's happened to yourself. Yeah. I mean, healing's possible. I feel, I mean, you hear miracle stories all the time as well, mm. but I feel like the healing is truly possible. If yeah, if you are willing to dig deep enough and sometimes try alternative approaches as well. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of your journey, did it start off with yoga or did you actually explore Ayurveda first? What came first for you? So actually from there, you would think I went in straight into yoga, but um, I actually went and ended up in studying Ayurveda first. Right. Um, yoga at the time, even though it was great for me to see that my mom healed from and it did open up you know this entire new realm for me it was more it didn't seem enough for me at the time and I tried yoga but I was a teenager at the time so it wasn't didn't really capture my interest um but Ayurveda did the whole possibility of using herbs and natural remedies and all of that that's what got me more interested and then I grew up with a lot of natural remedies from coming from an Indian family it was a lot of home Ayurvedic remedies my parents used them much so I'm like oh maybe there is some truth to all of this it wasn't just something that you know my parents always like pushed down us it you know there is more to it so yes I ended up going to this place called Maharishi International University Mm-hmm. in Iowa in middle of nowhere really in American right middle of America as well and oh, wow. <laughs> I learned to meditate and I learned all about Ayurveda physiology and health health education and it just it was a whole new world that at the time was just quite new to the western world as well yeah definitely but it was what people called a risky venture at the time or risky studies because there was no guaranteed work but it just felt right so I went with it yeah and I guess because it it was new at the time that obviously making a career out of it is I guess you a lot of people were kind of "Mm, are you are you actually going to make a career out of it whereas whereas now I guess there's a little bit more knowledge out there not as much as say I would like there to be and maybe yourself but I, I think there's a lot more scope for it in today's society do you think? Absolutely I think people are more willing to learn about Ayurveda now as well yeah. and people are more receptive that maybe you know it's okay to go after complementary alternative approaches Yeah, and also realizing that it doesn't have to be just one way or the other, that Ayurveda blends well with other practices and it also blends well with even Western medicine. So it doesn't have to be an all or nothing approach. Yeah, definitely. So 
our listeners are probably wondering, okay, so what exactly are the principles of Ayurveda? What is Ayurveda? Would you um, explain that for us? Yeah, absolutely. So Ayurveda is is a Sanskrit word for um, medicine that originated in India. Mm-hmm. And in Sanskrit, Ayu means life, Veda means knowledge. So in some ways you can consider it the total knowledge of life or the science of life, the science of health. That is what it's really become is that medical approach of Ayurveda. But Ayurveda doesn't just teach herbal remedies or natural remedies. It's also a modality for prevention of disease, how to keep yourself healthy. It also has a whole branch of nutrition and what to eat. Um, so there's lots of different approaches, like there's even surgery within Ayurveda as well. Um, so it's not surgery isn't something that just came out of Western medicine, but it dates back to the time of Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does the entire foundation of Ayurveda rests on the five um, elements of space or ether, yeah. fire, water, earth and air. And then, sorry. Yes, sorry. So, so that's in relation to the doshas, right? Or am I completely wrong there? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, it's the five elements that come together to make up the three doshas. So, doshas are also different. You can call them different bodily humors or different energies, really. They're the three types of energies that govern the entire body, but also your environment as well. So if you look at it from the elements, space and air come together to make up the vata dosha, Mm -hmm. fire and water come together to make up the pitta dosha, and water and earth come together to make up the kapha dosha. So that means that, but the space and air quality of vata, it's ever moving, ever changing. There's that lightness element with vata. Yeah. Pitta being a fire and water, it's that heat. It's that intensity, it's a passion, it's your digestion, that's all pitta. And then kapha, water and earth put together, so that becomes very heavy, very sticky, very unctuous, but it's also that stable quality as well. Right, okay. And this has a relation to do with your, not just your physical health, but also your mindset as well doesn't it in terms of your personality who you are how you um, go about day-to-day living and your habits is is that correct that is correct so if you take vata for example vata people tend to be quite airy or in their heads They tend to also maybe suffer more from anxiety. They get lots of thoughts in their minds as well. They're also the ones that take on a lot of tasks because they feel like they can do everything, but not necessarily finish everything either. Um, They're also the ones that are often running late because, again, they're trying to do too much. Um, So they're, you know, they're your friends who are saying, I'll be right there. You know, I'm just running 10 minutes late. (laughs) And that tends to be vata people. Whereas pitta people are with that heated quality, they're very passionate, very fiery. They're the people that you, know, you don't want to talk about politics with. 
They're the ones that, you know, they're very opinionated. They also cannot go hungry. So I'm sure you, everyone knows someone who, you know, yeah. when they're hungry, they need to eat. Yeah, so <laughs> they get hungry. <laughs> yes, very much so. And then kafa people, because of that earth and water quality, they are, they tend to be maybe on the heavier side, but they're also the sweetest people you will ever meet. They're stable, they're dependable, they're slow starters, so they like to take things easy. They're less likely to overcommit or take too much on their plates. But again, they're your best friend. You can depend on them wholeheartedly and they will be there for you. Okay. Because I I mean, I know that obviously someone can be a mixture of either two or even all three, can't they? Absolutely. So it's it's easy for me to say, oh yeah, it's vata pitta kapha, but you could be any of those combinations. So you could be vata kapha, mm-hmm. you could be pitta kapha, you could be uh, vata pitta kapha. So in total, there's seven main combinations um, with single or double dosha or tridoshic, and all of them are completely acceptable, and all of them can be healthy in their own ways. Mm -hmm. So like with being pitta, if you know that you have a very strong appetite and you can't go hungry, and if you go get hungry, you just get more angry with people, then it's just about being one step ahead and being prepared and maybe, you know, having that, having your lunch before you go into that lunch meeting to make sure that, you know, your emotions are a bit more leveled. Yeah. But yeah, none of them are considered unhealthy. It's just knowing what your type is. How do you find balance in those doshas as well? Yeah, because I mean, for myself, I know, I know I'm more of a strong kapha, but at the same time, I recognize that there's vata around in certain areas of my life where I would be a bit more, not necessarily late for stuff because I think that's that's that I'm very like no I can never be late but in terms of going from one thing to the other because I like the variety of life I'm you know I'm I'm very creative so I can recognize that Um, but how would you say if someone is um, recognizes that they're both they're two doshas they've got two different sides to them or three doshas you know tri dosha how would they balance that in terms of say food you know like if obviously if you're if say if I'm the kafir and I had family and I had all these different doshas or even myself if I was tri dosha how how do you balance because I know there's something to do with the tastes of food and certain foods that each dosha can and can't have isn't there yeah so I'll give you an example of how I do it with my family as well. Um, so each of their six tastes in Ayurveda, sweet, sour, salty, pungent, bitter, and astringent. Mm-hmm. Now, the different tastes balance different doshas. So for example, the sweet, sour, salty tastes help balance vata dosha. The sweet, bitter, and astringent taste helps to balance pitta and then pungent bitter sorry did I just say yeah pitta so sorry vata um 
Oh, sorry, let me start again. So yeah. sweet punch, sweet, bitter, and astringent balance pitta dosha. Yeah. And then pungent, bitter, and astringent balance kapha dosha. So now a lot of the foods overlap with uh, one another as well. So a lot of the spices are say pungent, bitter, and astringent. So if you look at turmeric, for example, yeah. it's pungent, bitter, and astringent. It's not just one taste. Your grains as well. So like rice is not just sweet taste, but it also falls into the um, bitters as well. It can classify under bitter and astringent as well. So different foods overlap in different categories yeah. as well. So rather what I like to say, if you're just getting started with Ayurveda, rather than focusing on balancing with the taste, I would balance more within the flavors or overall types of food you eat. So Vata people, if you're trying to balance more Vata, which as we approach winter season, you want to focus more on balancing Vata is having more warm and nourishing foods. So your soups and stews are more ideal for you to favor and to have. They're yeah. also lighter and easier to digest, which is great, especially if you're vata and kapha. Right. Okay. Kapha people tend to have a slower digestive system. And so they're the ones that you often, you don't want to snack. You want to stick to your three meals a day and give yourself plenty of time to digest that food that you're eating. Right. Pitta people need to, most important thing is avoid that spicy taste that strong, sharp flavors and taste. So even the sourness, you want to avoid the sour and um, spicy taste because they'll just set you more on fire otherwise because yeah. it just makes that fire burn even stronger. Um, so they are better off, yeah, avoiding the spicy, spicy and sour foods. Um, but again, warm and nourishing is good. They can have slightly cooler foods. And then... Um, uh, for the kapha type, I would say have the lighter, easier to digest foods. They're better off with having more flavor in their diet as well. So really trying to incorporate more of the different flavors and spices because yeah. that helps with digestion as well. So I would rather than focusing on which taste of each food, I would say focus on the qualities. And if you're working with the whole family, so I am also kapha. My predominant dosha is kapha with a hint of vata. My kids are very much vata. And um, my husband is a combination of vata pitta. Wow. So since all of us have a bit of vata in us, I like to go after the more of the, the warm, nourishing meals. Yeah. And so cooked foods, easy to digest. And then my husband, of course, he needs to snack throughout the day. Um, my kids will, well, kids always snack anyway. So yeah. my kids are always <laughs> snacking and I tend to stay away from snacking because I just know that just slows down my digestion more. So when you're balancing for the family, it's more the snack side you want to focus on to who needs to snack, who doesn't need to snack. Um, in terms of the actual qualities and types of food, I would just focus more on the warm, nourishing, lighter, easy to digest foods. 
Yeah. And I think that what you've said there, it just, it simplifies the whole thing because there are, it, it feels like there's more options for you in terms of what to eat than thinking, okay, because I remember I, I had this table and it had all the, like the different foods with the six tastes and what is this taste? What is that taste? What can I eat? What I can't eat? And it, I just, I looked at it and I was like, I don't know what to cook. You know, it was yeah. just, and then I, I went out and got, um, a recipe book based on Ayurveda and it was a great book but again it was like I felt very like controlled and not having the freedom to welcome to total wine and more I want something fun in the sun you'll love this sparkling wine wow great price find what you love love what you find at total wine and more drink responsibly b21 to explore it and to to cater it for what I enjoy as well but also being aware of okay like you said you know being a kaffir you know trying to stay away from snacks and certain things and it just made it so like all consuming that it's like okay I need to to take a break from this and and just do what I can so what you've said is actually very kind of simplifies it. Are there um, any other tips that you could share for someone who was thinking about taking the Ayurvedic journey, um, how they could begin? Yeah, so I say begin with one step at a time and maybe it's not even food related. You could start with routine. So Ayurveda is huge on self-care and making sure you take that time out to take care of yourself. Yeah. And so meditation is a big one with Ayurveda. So if you learn to meditate, you know, start incorporating that before you establish new principles. There's also an element of dinacharya, which is basically your ideal daily routine. And according to that, different times of the day, highlight different doshas yeah. so the hours between six and ten is vata time of the day ten and two is pitta time of the day and then two to six is kapha time of the day right. so or sorry vata time of the day did i, did I say that right um, sorry i think i just got that mixed up in my head um so let me just restate that again so Two to six, the hours is vata time of the day. Mm -hmm. Six to 10 is kapha time of the day. And then 10 to two is pitta time of the day. Right, okay. Yeah, so if you follow that structure, what it means is that ideally, Ayurveda recommends that you wake up before 6 a.m. because then you carry that lightness, that movement, that energy with you throughout the day. Now, if you wake up between six and 10, and many of us have felt this where we wake up later in the day and we tend to feel quite lethargic because you bring that heavy quality with you, that heaviness energy with you throughout the day. So that's one place where you could start is trying to wake up earlier. Likewise, with bedtime, you want to go to bed before 10 p.m., because once you hit 10 p.m., you get that pitta energy and yeah. that can give you that second wind. 
You know, how often have we felt that where, you know, you're getting really tired around 930 yeah. and then you stay up late and then all of a sudden you get that second wind and you're like, oh, I could keep going for a couple more hours. Yeah. That's, <laughs> pit, that's Pitta rekindling the fire and saying, okay, if you're going to stay up, let's do this. And it just gives you more energy. So then it just ends up disturbing your sleep even more. Wow. Um, so you can think yeah. about bedtime. You can even think about meal timing. So lunch ideally should be your largest meal of the day because mm-hmm. that's when your digestion is strongest. So that's a big transition for many people because we are often thought in the Western world to have dinner be the heaviest meal. Yeah. But if you have dinner as your heaviest meal, that not only weighs you down, digestion is slightly weaker towards the end of the day, but it can also disturb your sleep quality as well. So, yeah, so you can start with looking at your daily routine and where can you make changes if food side seems overwhelming. Yeah. And I think that, that like you mentioned about routines and, and having them is so important because like you said, because obviously um, I teach and practice meditation and if by getting up early, if you, you know, if you're someone who, oh, I don't have time to meditate or I don't have time to do yoga or anything like that, any of that self-care stuff, by actually getting up early, you're actually giving yourself extra time in the morning of that quiet space for you to be able to do these things as well. Absolutely. And it's vata balancing as well. So meditation is tridoshic. So that means you balance all three doshas. But just by waking up early and not having to rush around as well, that balances vata. And when vata is happy, all your other doshas are happier as well, because vata is a king of the doshas. Right. Okay. Yeah. So if when all else fails and you're not sure where to start, start by balancing vata. That regularity, that structure, Vata loves structure. Vata loves routine. Right. Okay. That's a good tip there. So digestive health plays an important part of our mind-body-spirit connection. Can you explain a bit more of why digestive health is so important? Absolutely. So digestive health, there's, Ayurveda says that imbalanced digestion is a root cause of all illness mm-hmm. of all disease really and the reason being is that we all have a digestifier or agni as it's referred to in ayurveda yeah and if you think about it in terms of even fire and cooking and things like that it transforms your food right so if you put something raw on the stove or the hob then that transforms the food to turn it from raw to cooked. Likewise, our bodies need to transform it from whatever we've eaten into the nutrients that we've consumed. Mm -hmm. And your health is only as good as your digestion can digest, metabolize, and assimilate the food that you've eaten. Because you can have the healthiest diet in the world, but if you can't absorb the nutrients, then that does you absolutely no good. And that can lead to mental health problems, it can lead to emotional problems, it can lead to, you know, physical problems, all sorts of problems, because then you just don't feel nourished. Yeah, you just don't yeah. feel well then within yourself. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because you see a lot of it um, on 
TV in terms of commercials, like they'll say, oh, you know, take this tablet or, you know, drink, um, you know, Gaviscon or, you know, just kind of just name a few, but it always like, have you got heartburn or have you got indigestion? Take a couple of these every day and you'll be fine and you can eat whatever you want. But that's not helping the digestive system, is it? It's like you're being dependent on something else. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the amount of clients I see who've they've tried Gaviscon or Omprazole and Mm. all the medications for acid reflux and heartburn, and it's not any fun, and it takes away from the enjoyment of food as well. And to know that all those symptoms mean that you have something deeper that you need to address. Your digestion is not happy. And yes, you can take Gaviscon or, you know, whatever else, and it will temporarily give you relief, but it's not helping you absorb any of the nutrients that you're eating or consuming. And it, yeah, I mean, what's the point if you're not enjoying your food either, right? Yeah. So I say any digestive imbalances, any sort of indigestion, get it checked, get it looked at the sooner, the better, because once those symptoms start, that's the perfect time to, it helps with the healing because it's quicker to heal. But the longer it's been a problem, the longer the journey takes. You have to be patient with yourself as well. But I mean, digestive health is something that everyone should just pay more attention to, I feel. Yeah, because obviously it's, it's connected to your emotions as well. And it's just about the importance of self-care, isn't it? And just valuing who you are and your you know, not only yourself emotionally, but also physically and mentally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all, it's all connected very much. So, so how do you balance living the holistic, healthy lifestyle as a busy businesswoman, wife, and mother? I know you've given, you've shared some tips on, on how you run in terms of um, nutrition in your household, but how do you, balance everything so I to be honest I pick and choose according to what's going on Mm -hmm. so one thing that I share quite openly about is that my kids are not healthy like they don't sleep through the night so my daughter is two my son is five and my son sleeps through the night now but my daughter she does not still she still wakes up sometimes she still needs something she still needs comfort cuddles whatever it may be So that contributes to my own vata imbalance. And so I like to, I drink, um, you can get dosha balancing teas. So I drink a vata balancing herbal tea. I also, what I try and do for my own self-care is that I try and take time out. So as much as I love to meditate and do yoga and go for walks, it's just not possible to do everything every day. So I pick and choose based upon what I need the most for that day. So I always take a few minutes, check in with myself. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Today, I, you know what? I'm not going to practice yoga. I just need to sit and meditate. So I will sit and meditate. And if I can do everything, great. I will do everything but I pick and choose and I prioritize based upon what I really need for the day. Yeah. And I think the key point there that you've said is, is also 
not being hard on yourself if you can't do everything that you would love to do every day because that again will affect you emotionally and also will have an effect on your digestive health am I right that is correct I mean I find it quite overwhelming trying to do everything every day mm-hmm. and yeah before I had kids it was definitely much more doable but after since having kids it's just it's does add a whole nother level of challenge and even with healthy eating with my kids it's like well sometimes you know what I will let them have sugar because it means that I it's just easier for me (laughs) and it's sometimes you do take shortcuts and that's okay sometimes I meditate right before bed or I will do my yoga stretches right before bed because that's the only time of the day that I have and that's okay I know we're taught, oh, you're supposed to do yoga first thing in the morning, but there is no such thing as supposed to. Mm, Yeah. And even Ayurveda is adaptable in that way where each person is different. Each lifestyle is different. I mean, if someone who works a night shift, they're not going to wake up at 6 a.m., are they? They're already awake. They're going to go to bed during the day and they're going to sleep. So you have to adapt accordingly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it is, like you said, it's just being aware of your lifestyle and being aware of how you can adapt it and being, I think really the message that's come across from our conversation is being open and being gentle and allowing yourself to connect to your body and know what you need personally absolutely that is spot on yeah definitely I mean you've written a book haven't you think healthy choose healthy which is out now can you share with the listeners what this book is about and what they can expect when they buy it yeah so this book is based upon my experience with working with my clients And what I've done is that this book will help you make healthier dietary and lifestyle choices through nutrition and Ayurveda. And it follows a line or the path that we've been speaking about that it's not an all or nothing approach. I will teach you and guide you through the book on how to adapt healthier habits step by step. And it goes down to prioritizing what your needs are. It's about learning more about yourself and creating greater awareness because what works for one may not work for another. So you have to learn about yourself first in order to make changes. And that's what I take you through in that book is getting to know yourself, learning where your priorities are. And by the end of the book, you get an opportunity to create your own ideal wellness plan. Oh, wow. That sounds great. Yeah. And I think what I love about that is it's, it sounds like it's a very empowering book that it's not just do this, do that. This is the way that you can be healthy, but it's actually, as you said, you're create creating a wellness plan for yourself based on the knowledge that you've gained from the book. Exactly. Exactly. It's not a one size fits all model. It's not, yeah, it's not stringent. Like you have to do this to you know, get to your ultimate goal, but it's about this book will help you reach your goals that you have in terms of your health and well-being, but it's about allowing you to create your own journey with it and really embrace it 
And I've never been a, you have to do this to do get to their type person. I feel like, you know, how will I know what every single person needs? But I do have a framework that can help you get there. And that's exactly what I've done is provided this framework in a simple manner. So there's nothing complex about it. And that's the feedback I get from my readers is that how I've been able to completely simplify the approach of both nutrition and Ayurveda. So it's applicable to every single person. That's great. And I think more and more people need to be aware of Ayurveda and exactly what it is. So if someone wants to find out what um, dosha they are, where would be the best place to go? I mean, do you do sessions based on helping people find out what their doshas are or, or? Yeah, absolutely. So I do a thorough dosha assessment with each of my clients mm -hmm. and with um, all my group coaching programs as well. So we all do dosha assessments and the, uh, the ones, if you work with me directly, I will give you a very comprehensive dosha assessment. Otherwise, um, I do have coming soon a dosha assessment that you will be able to take on my website. But for now, if you want to take one, you're welcome to reach out to me. Um, I'm, you can find me on my website. So that's illuminatedhealth.com. Or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook at Illuminated Health. Brilliant. And have you got any last tips for our listeners if they've, you know, just heard about Ayurveda and thinking about going on the journey or just generally about being healthy and just changing their lifestyle for the better? Yeah. So I, I love this quote um, that comes from one of the Ayurvedic texts that overuse, underuse and misuse of time, senses, and action is what leads to imbalance of the doshas. And so if you think about it, staying up late is a misuse of your time, your senses, your actions, when really you should be taking the time to rest, sleep, because that is when your body does its own healing work. Yeah. So just knowing how you spend your time, what you do with your time, what kind of actions are you taking, Everything influences your health. So it's all about the choices you make. So make the choices that make you feel your best. Love it. I think that's a perfect ending to a great interview. Vasha, you've shared so many great tips. And you've, again, I mean, yeah, I know um, a little bit about Ayurveda, but you, again, you've kind of confirmed a lot of things about just being aware of yourself and being aware of what you need as an individual and just listening to your body and it, it's been great so thank you for being my special guest and for sharing all this great information uh, thank you very much Rita it was wonderful to be here and yeah thank you for having me today thank you so listeners, there's a lot of information there. So, you know, look after yourself, be aware of what your body, mind, spirit needs. And all I can say is stay healthy, stay vibrant, and most of all, stay safe. Until next time, take care. Bye.
hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more tips, motivation, and of course, inspiration coming up real soon. If you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show, please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com. Swastia Living is S-W-A-S-T-H-Y-A-L-I-V-I-N-G.com. See you real soon. Bye. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more tips, motivation, and of course, inspiration coming up real soon. If you want to email me and send me messages of what you thought of the show or anything you'd love me to cover on the show, please email me at coachrita at swastialiving.com. Swastia Living is S W A S. T-H-Y-A-L-I-V-I-N-G dot com. See you real soon. Bye.